Proverbs 29 and verse number 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, of course we know this means can be replied in two ways here. Where there's no vision, where we don't have the word of God, the people perish. Then the vision that we ought to have comes from the word of God. But then also here is another thought. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Where there is no will of God, the people perish. God has a will of God for all of his children. And if we don't find that will of God and we don't have it, someone will perish. Many someones will perish. So where there's no vision, the people perish. And tonight, that is not the title of what I'm going to preach on tonight. I'll tell you the title after we have prayer. Our Father, I pray tonight that the dear, blessed Holy Spirit will help me now. Father, I pray tonight that you would give me the physical strength I need and the mental strength and the spiritual mind that I need tonight. May the Holy Spirit help me to speak what ought to be said and nothing more, nothing less. I pray, Father, that thy word would burn in our hearts tonight before we leave here, that we would not leave the same way we came. Bless these dear people who've come from far and wide to be here. I pray this will be a glorious week for them and a wonderful week to be refreshed. And, Father, that all of us might find that will of God, that purpose of God, that vision that we need to do what is necessary in your world today. Now speak to our hearts and help me, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with that verse in mind, I want to give you a definition from the dictionary. And this may be the most important part of my sermon tonight. So I want you, if you want to write it down, I'll say it slow so you can write it down because I am going to refer to it. There is a word called intangible. What are the intangibles? We might say that ball player, it does not have the speed to play, but he's the best. Why? Because of the intangible. That singer has got the greatest voice, but they don't have the oomph or the whatever you need for the... Why? Because they're missing something. It's called the intangible. The old boy that might not be able to sing a lick has that intangible that blesses the heart of God's people. The intangibles. Intangible means this, not able to touch or grasp. Not able to touch a grass. Not having physical presence. Not definite or clear to the mind. Impossible to define or understand. Now with that in mind, I want you to keep that, that, that thought right there. I'm going to call some names out to you. Dr. Jack Hiles. Dr. Lee Robertson. I'm going to call a bunch of names out of men that I have known, preached with, preached for, preached, been, been associated with in a close way. I could write many more, but I'll give you these. Dr. J.R. Faulkner. Dr. John Rice. Dr. J. Harold Smith. Hyman Appleman. R.G. Lee. Carl Hatch. Curtis Hudson. Al Lacey. Harold B. Seidler. Explain them to me. Explain it. You can't. Intangible is the word. It goes with them. They had the intangible. They had that it. 
they had that something from God that was so needed that we need again in our day today. If we're going to do something for God, we've got to see something bigger than we are, want something bigger than we are, and be willing to pay the price to get what it takes to get the job done. Now, when we think about the intangibles, as I am going to go on my experience of knowing these men tonight, I want to give you four words that are absolutely necessary for you to find the intangible. I've known many men in their life who say, Preacher, I want to do something for God, and they're as sincere as they can be. But things just don't seem to work out, and it doesn't happen. And they're heartbroken many times. And many times God has something different for them. But many times it's because we have a vision and we have a burden of something we want to do. But we don't have the intangibles that God wants us to have to be able to finish the work and do the work for God. There are four words tonight. Uh, when you have a vision, the Bible says well, there's no vision. You get a vision. Every preacher ought to want a vision tonight. And I remember as a young preacher, I wanted a, a vision, and I wanted God to give me a vision, and I asked God to let me do something, and my heart burned, and I get out and walk in the night and beg God to do something, and beg God to use me, beg God to make it clear to me, beg God to help me to grasp what He had for my heart. And uh, uh, the psalmist said in Psalm 39 and verse 3, my heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned, then spake I with my tongue. Notice what he said. He said, after the fire burned, I spake with my tongue. Too many guys are speaking with their tongue before the fire burns tonight. And what we ought to want tonight more than anything is God to start a fire inside of our soul. And a fire that lives in here and deep down inside. And there's no explanation for it. You wake up with it. You go to bed with it. And that fire of God burns in your heart. And that vision will start a fire when you you find the will of God when you find the purpose of God and we need the fire of God in our churches once again and 1 Kings 18 24 and call you on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answereth by fire let him be God and all the people answered and said it is well spoken it's well spoken tonight too wouldn't it be something who's going to be in charge at your church on Sunday hey somebody needs to walk in there with a fire of God burning in their heart burning in their soul enough of this stuff about, well, I, I just feel like God's through with me and I need to move on and we can't get nothing going and everything is dead. Hey, you get a fire burning in here. You get a fire burning and then you walk in there where all that kindling wood is and I promise you, something will happen in that place. Something will take place there that only God can get the glory for and God can get the glory for. We need the fire of God in our services again. Oh, we've got to manufacture everything we do today. Oh, you got to have somebody run the smoke machine and somebody run this, that, and the other. I, hey, I tell you, if you go to church where they turn the lights out, leave. Yeah. Leave, my God. Go where the Word of God is preached and declared and there's a fire that burns inside. It brings excitement to the church. It's the fire of God, not the planned program, not the, the puny little rock band you got that you call something and you bring that before the people of God. No wonder there's going to be no fire. Hey, show us who's the God of His. Show us who He is. He is the God that answers by fire in our services. In our work, we need the fire of God again. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord, and the Zerubbabel saying, Not by might nor by power, but my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The results in most of our works tonight prove our work is done in the flesh. Prove that our work is all mechanical. 
We lose the freshness of God. Hey, we had it right at one time. Do you know the truth, friends? Most of the time, you have it right in the beginning. The new Christian has it right until somebody messes with him. The young preacher has something right until somebody messes with him. You have it right, that fire of God. And we need it in our services again today, that freshness that can only come by God's power. You see, we talk about building churches today. I don't tell you, building God's men is more important than trying to build a church. You build a man of God and let him burn with fire and something's going to happen. We need it. We need it. We need it. We need to get out of the library and back into the Word of God where the fire is and get there with the Bible and know the Bible and preach the Bible and believe the Bible and burn. Jeremiah said in 20, chapter 20, verse 9, Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. You know why you think about quitting? There's no fire in there. You know why you think you can walk away somewhere else? There's no fire burning in there. Brother, when there's a fire that burns in your soul and you get consumed with that fire, you're not going to turn tail and run away. You're going to stand in a gap and do what you got to do and have the fire of God in your life. We need to stand once again with fire. We need to get like the, the old women. I can't say Pete women today because y'all don't cook anymore. But the way, way my mama used to cook in that kitchen with that old hot biscuit pan, that old hot biscuit pan, that old iron skillet with the cornbread or the other food, and it burned her hand. She'd say, hand me that. And you'd go try to hand it, and you'd think your hands were going to burn off. But it didn't burn her. You know why? They got callous and used to that. Used to that. Brother, we need to get used to the Word of God again, being encased with the fire of God again. And we need to get to the place where we can't live without God's fire. We need it in our life. And the fire of God will bring a holy life. Hey, he said, you won't have to sit around and argue about what's wrong with this, what's wrong with that, why can't I do this, why can't I do that. If you'll make up your mind that you're going to live a holy life, separated God, the fire of God burning in your side, it'll burn the dross, it'll burn the sin. You'll live a separated life. Your church will become a separated church because the fire of God burns. Oh, there's power in a separated church. Power. You need the fire of God. You want to quit because you don't know the fire. Listen, Chris, you may have a you may have that vision. This is what I want to do. This is what I want God to do in my life. But I, well, and that's good. But I'll tell you, you've got to get the intangible that goes with it. You gotta get some intangibles. These men I mentioned, you could see the fire in those men. And you didn't want to experience that fire if it came your way either. They had the fire of God in their lives. But when you get the fire of God, it's going to bring make something else happen. As soon as you get the fire of God, there's going to be people standing in line to put it out. I mean, they're going to be standing in line to put it out. They may be even in your own family. They want to put that fire out and put it down. And you got to make your mind. That's why when you make up your mind to burn with the fire of God in your soul and heart, you're going to have to discover that word fight. 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 To do something for God, you must fight. If you're going to have a fire, you'll have to fight for that fire to stay lit. You see, uh, people criticize people who have fire today because we're not loving. We're in a fighting mood. Yes, we are in a fighting mood. If you know me, I have been in one all of my life. I wake up in a fighting mood. 
as bad as this world is today, why can you not wake up and walk? I look at these silly politicians. You ought to be wanting to get your hands on all of them today. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, we ought to wake up in a fighting mood because they'll put our fire out. Yeah. It was said of David in 1 Samuel 25, 28, I pray thee. Forgive the trespasses of thy handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord. Did you hear that, man? Fighteth the battles of the Lord. The Lord has some battles that need to be fought. Who's going to fight them? Why, we're supposed to. If you got a fire, you'll want to. And that fire will make us do it. We've got to fight the battles of the Lord. I feel like that's part of God's call to my life. Now, I'm being very honest. Have a discussion with you about it if you want to. I really do. It's been something that I've driven me all throughout my ministry. God has battles to fight. He needs somebody to fight them. And there are certain battles that need to be fought today. And we need to fight them. We need to stand in a gap. We need to make up the hedge. And we must fight to keep our fire. Lit. Yeah. David Amen. never backslid until he stayed home from the fight. Right. Our churches are dying and preachers are dying because they stay home from the fight. They're afraid of the deacons. They're afraid of the deacons' wives. They're afraid of... Uh, why don't you make up your mind to get a fire and just go in there one Sunday and burn everything up? <laughs> burn it up! And uh, uh, take the embers and start something else with it. And oh, David said he fought the battles of the Lord. Uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 26, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. No battles are won unless we fight. We need to know who we're fighting. We fight the wrong battle. Uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, the Bible says. Principalities, powers. Uh, we fight the devil. And you've got to fight him. You know that quit being afraid of him. Yeah. Yes, sir. Always oh, oh, why are you afraid? You don't talk about the devil. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. He's defeated. Yeah. Yeah. He's defeated. Yeah. Hey, he can't withstand the blood of our Savior. Yeah. He can't withstand our Savior. He's defeated tonight. Yeah. Hey, we ought to rejoice tonight that the devil's defeated tonight. Not be afraid to fight him. We need more Christian fighters. Israel was troubled as a nation because they never won a complete victory, as illustrated by the judges and the kings and the mixed multitudes. Paul knew who to fight and how to fight and won the prize. And we must fight for our faith. Fighting the same battles from generation to generation. These men I mentioned a moment ago were fighting battles, every one of them. They fought. But you know something? What battles were the fight? The same ones we've got today. They never end. It's the same play, just different actors. We've got to keep fighting the same fight. The same fight will be here always, and we must keep on fighting and fighting and fighting and fight for something. Fight the good fight of faith, the Bible says. We're to fight that fight and go on our way, and we're to fight for something. Why? We don't want somebody to put our fire out. If you're not fighting, they're going to put your fire out. I'll go ahead further. If you're not going to be a fighter, get out of the ministry. There's too many like that in the ministry now. <laughs> Take your powder puff and go home. And, and just uh, uh, get, get out if you're not going to fight. you got to fight. We've got to fight. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought a good fight. It's the first thing he said. I fought a good fight. Next was, I finished my course. Now, how did he finish his course? He fought a good fight. He said, I kept the faith. 
How did he do that? He fought a good fight. If you won't fight a good fight, you won't keep anything. You won't fight a good fight, you're not going to build anything. You see, lovers are fighters. Fighting is first, Paul said, and it's necessary, and you won't stay true if you don't fight, and you have to fight for a ministry in the Spirit. Building a church is a fight. Hey, don't let anybody tell you, young guys, you want a pastor, everybody wants to be a pastor, but I'll tell you, if you won't roll up your sleeves and go to war with the devil and his crowd, don't get in. I hear these young guys, I said to him, used to say to me, oh, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight. I said, oh, yeah, you will. I said, you'll fight or die. Well, I'm not going to go looking for a fight. I said, you don't have to look for it. You got a fire, it'll find you. And it'll put your fire out or you'll have to fight. Those who love will fight. You got to fight for your family. Well, some priest said, well, it's my family, so I got to step. No, you fight for your family. You fight for your family. You fight for your friends. You fight for your children. You fight for your church members. I can't stand low-life preachers who sit around and talk bad about their church members and get their paycheck. Oh, I mean, love them. If, they, if you can't, you say, well, they're sorry. It was a reflection of you. Get the fire going. We only lose if we quit, and we discourage others if we don't fight. Children of Israel would not fight the giants. The sentence of death was all on 20 and up. The Lord will fight for you if you just show up. They didn't have to do anything to show up. And the Lord will fight for you if you show up. Don't discourage the brother. How do you discourage the brother? Don't show up for the battle. You discourage your friends. You discourage your church by not fighting. Church ought to know that you'll fight for something. People ought to know what the preacher's reaction will be about certain things. You must learn to fight along. Fighters are predictable. There needs to be a fire that burns your soul. Need a vision. That vision just consumes you. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. And then the fire gets to burn into where you can't sit back and say, I got to do it. You got to do it. You got to move on. Well, if I fail, I fail. I got to do it. I got to do it. And that fire burns and you get it. And the next thing you know, somebody comes along to put that fire out. And you'll either let them put that fire out or you'll roll your sleeves up and you'll draw a line in the sand and say, here we stand. And you will fight the good fight of faith. And you will win for the people that need to be saved. And you'll win for the teenagers that need to surrender their lives and be kept pure. You'll do whatever is necessary to preserve the work of God. After you get in that fight, though, you'll say, man, I had this vision, and all I've gotten is a fight. Yeah. Mm. And then I got some fire. I said, well, I need the fire of God. Well, I got the fire, and now everything's burning. <laughs> man, I, I'm standing for you. Everything's burning. It's burning everywhere. Smoke's everywhere. What do I need now? There was another intangible those great men had. It's called faith. Yes. Faith. Yes. Complete dependence on God. He say, well, you, what do you think about my faith? Let me hear you preach. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear you preach. What about your faith? How do you preach when you get you walk in with that big mean sermon you're going to get and you walk in there and there's a whole row of visitors. He still feels all full of fire. Faith 
faith. They were great men of faith who taught us to have faith in God. Hebrews 11, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible without faith. We need that vision. We need to have that vision come in our heart and soul and mind and begin to burn and burn till we can't sleep, till we can't rest, and then we got to, got to go forward and we have to fight, and then we have to have faith in our God. Yeah. Lack of faith is all that stops us. That's right. Vision, fire, fight. I have to step out in faith or just stop. Yes, sir. See, if you're going to take the leap, so I'm going to have the vision. I'm going to have the fire. I'm going to have the fight. I'm going to go good with you. Better, if you don't have the faith, you better stay home. Because you're going to need the faith. Because you know what? Sometimes in fights, uh, you don't win the first round. You don't win the second round sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a lot of times you just got to keep on, keep on, keep on, or you're going to go hungry. That's when you need faith. That's when you need faith. Or they're going to call a business meeting on you. You better have faith. Faith to hang on to your dream. Faith to hang on to it. Oh, and the vision of fire makes me step out on faith. And nothing shall be impossible, the Bible tells us, as long as we have the faith of God. As we have therefore opportunity, let's do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith, Paul said in Galatians 16. The time has come that once again we need the fire of God. Time has come to have the power of God. Now let's talk about it. And not back there, would we sure do love Brother Hiles. We sure do love Dr. Robertson. We sure do love Harold Seitler. We sure do love Oliver Green. We sure did love Mays Jackson. We sure did love all these people. Well, boy, they'd be real proud of us, wouldn't they? No, we need the fire that they had. We need the fight they had. We need the faith that they had. Not to wait on who's going to follow. Our faith has an object. The object of our faith is God's ability. His ability depends on our availability. That's the object of our faith, God's ability, not my ability. Mark eleven twenty two, and Jesus answered and saith unto them, Have faith in God. You see why? There should be no explanation for your success. I don't trust these people again. All right, get your pad and pen out. I'm going to tell you how I did this great work for God. And here it is. Number one, number two, number three. Shut up. There shouldn't be an explanation if God did it. God should get all the glory. We say we want him to get all the glory, but I want you to listen to my lesson here on how you do it. We don't really want God to have the glory because we can't wait to get to share the glory ourselves. How did God do it? He did it by His grace. He did it by His mercy. He did it because He loves us. He's what we need. He's all we need. We say that. Christ is sufficient for all we say. Mark 4, they were asked, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why are we so fearful today? Well, you don't understand, man. Red Hillary's going to run again and all this stuff. Well, why are you so fearful? Right. Wasn't it great if old Ahab took care of Jezebel? Well, you can't. You're scared of Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, get your sword. Get the fire burning. Step out of the Holy Spirit's power that we have. 
<coughs> Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere. The Holy Spirit's power is promised to you and I. We can have His power. We can have His presence. We can fellowship with Him and talk to Him every day. We got the Bible. We got all the promises in the Bible. Oh, I know. There wasn't quite enough given to help you in your situation. Oh, there's everything you need in that book. God gave you a perfect book. God is clothed in perfection and God has preserved it for you and I today that we have this precious holy Bible that we can come to and all of our needs be met there. Living by faith. We're going to have to start living by faith. Now, all these things, there's another word that fits these men, I believe. Besides faith. It's the word fellowship. Everybody needs fellowship. Why? To keep me after my dreams. To remind me I'm human. To remind me I've got to run with the right crowd. And we're preaching to teenagers to run with the right crowd, but we don't preach to adults to run with the right crowd, do we? It's okay for the adults, and especially it's okay for the reverends too. You know, it's, it's just like we don't we don't touch those things. You know, uh, we've got to stay with the right crowd. We, there are people we shouldn't fellowship with. First Corinthians 10 20, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice the devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ephesians 5 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Fellowship links you. 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. Tradition is is the act or delivery from generation to generation. If somebody is not going to stand for what was in the past generation, I'm not fellowshipping with them. Hey, it's not enough to love those men that I named Holy ago. I have failed them unless I stand where they stood. I believe what they stood. I hold on to what they handed me. I'm not looking for something new. You don't need something new today. You don't need a new program in your church. You need the fire of God in your church. You need the power of God in your church today. We must have it. And we've got to realize that we are to fellowship with those who are of our strike. Well, we don't believe in counsel. We do. I am a Baptist. With a capital B. I am an independent fundamental Baptist and not ashamed of it. If you're ashamed of it, it's because you're an imposter. If we walk in the line, as he's in the line, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. This is my crowd, the one that fellowships with Jesus. It's not whether we like someone or don't like someone. That's what the first thing they'll accuse you. Well, you just don't like someone. So, no, I don't want my fire put out. Amen. 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 
If you're going to put my fire out, I don't want to be around you. If you're going to pour water on my fire, I'm staying away from you. Romans 16 says, withdraw over doctrine. It is wrong to condone false doctrine. And it can be condoned by silence. We're not to condone false doctrine. We're to withdraw from false doctrine. We're not to condone traditions that aren't our traditions. Now, I'm getting close to the end here. Before I run out of gas, i got to get a few things here. Tradition? Where in our tradition is a worship center? No, I'm going to hit it. God calls me and says, well, I went in there and it wasn't what I expected. I said, well, you dummy, as soon as you saw a worship center on the side of the building, that made you think it was an independent Baptist church? <laughs> Should have told you right there. Those men I named a minute ago, you're going to tell them to go to the worship center? You'll find the fire then. You'll find the fight too. Hey, that, that, that's the charismatic place. Well, right. worship center. Well, we change these. It's changing time, so we change. No, I don't change terms. My traditions don't change. My traditions are going to stay the same. And whatever was good enough for my forefathers and the men I admired and my heroes tonight to call it, that's what I'll call it. It's a church. Or it's not a church. It's either a church or a synagogue. Synagogue is a gathering place. There's plenty of them out there. Church is called out. Living thing. I want to tell you something tonight. A worship center is not a Baptist term. I know what a brush arbor is. Yeah. Yes, sir. I know what a pen is. Yeah. I ain't know what a tabernacle is. Yeah. Yes, sir. I know what an open air meeting is. Yeah. But I don't know what a worship center is. Yeah. And I've never been in one. Yeah. And I'm not going in one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about the non-affiliated Baptists. Oh, Y'all right. know what I'm talking about. It's out there in California. You know where it is. You know that. Where Lex Luthor is, it's out there. The non-affiliated back said, well, you shouldn't say that. He shouldn't cast on my faith either. Right, I done said it. You're right, Joe. It ain't the first time I've said something. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm not going to be known as an independent Baptist. There's too many of them are questionable. I think it's pretty questionable when you want to change. Yeah. You, you want to change our road to your road ahead. Yeah. Oh, I could keep going tonight. Hey, we need each other. We don't need something new. We need our forefathers. 
We need to see some preaching like we used to hear. Yes, used to see. Oh, my goodness. Those old men come back tonight, we'd all have to sit down and be embarrassed and call ourselves a preacher. Oh, tonight, we need something. It's the fire of God. We need to quit the play in this little game and say, well, we got to change this, change it, change the name of Sunday. Why don't you change the name of Sunday school? Yeah. I just believe if, 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 it, if, if God would let two men loose in heaven, when somebody says they want to change Sunday school, he would unleash Jack Howes and Lee Robertson and they would come on this earth. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It'd be over. Yeah. Why do we want to change it? Why do we want to change our hymns? Yeah. 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 He said, we, we want a hymn book. Well, you can't read your hymn book if you got the lights out. So you better keep the lights on. Keep your hymn book. Keep your song leader. I still say the only worship leader that I ever found in the Bible was kicked out, fired from his job by God and cast down to this earth. Tonight, we need a fire. Fight the faith. We need each other. Our fellowship. So who are we going to fellowship with? The Father. Amen. Aren't you glad of that? Nobody can kick me out of that fellowship. I, remember, I can't get kicked out of that. Brother Howells asked me one thing. He said, Tom, do me a favor. Don't join nothing else because you're going to get kicked out. <laughs> then i got to clean up the mess. <laughs> but I can't get kicked out of God's fellowship. Amen. He's faithful. I have the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, if we spent time fellowshipping with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, why, we'd be okay, wouldn't we? We wouldn't feel so lonely, wouldn't we? Always oh, so good to come to this conference, see so many of my friends, because then, then you know what, you, you feel like, man, it's good to see them. I'm glad I'm not alone. I'm glad they're still going at it. I'm glad they're still going at it. Fellowship. And the last thing we ought to have fellowship with, because why we need to fellowship with the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and with each other. Amen. Philippians 1.5, for your fellowship in the gospel. Yeah. And what are we supposed to do? Reach the world. Yeah. Reach the world with the gospel. How are we going to reach the world with the gospel? We have no fire. We have no fight. Hey, we got to fight to get souls saved. Yeah, right. we got to have fire in our bosom to get people saved. Yeah, right. We've got we to do it. We've got to build our churches this way. No vision, the people perish. I don't know how long I preached. Not too long. But I just want you to know tonight, I've been preaching over 50 years, but there's still a fire that burns in my soul. Amen. And there's still a fight that's down there. And it burns there all the time. Sometimes I throw a muscle out swinging a punch, but... It's still there. That fight is. Yes, sir. I still have faith in my God. He can do anything. I still believe He can save America. I feel believe, still believe that churches can be built. Yes, sir.
bus ministries can be built. Missionaries can be sent to the field. And we can do things beyond the Scripture if we just learn to go back to our roots where there's no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I may look come sad to you, but I feel like I'm on the winning side. Amen. I feel like after all these years, I don't feel lonely. People used to tell me, well, Tommy, you're going to feel so lonely one day. Ain't nobody going to love you or anything doing you. Well, I know that, but that's okay. <laughs> Joe still loves me. <laughs> you love me, you have any better sense to you. Know, there you go. Uh, many of you love me, and I love you. Well, there's something about the household of faith. Yes, sir. We love each other in spite of our faults. Yes, sir. Because we got to remember the main thing. Yes, sir. The main thing where there's no vision that people perish.